When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon Seifert back with us. Dr. Brandon, how you doing? I'm great, guys. How y'all doing? We're good, and there seems to be a race uh, between NFL quarterbacks and Kevin Durant for most appearances on our, uh, our Wednesday jock docs, and I think old KD is back by a nose. The, the, the bad and sad news is is it's a uh, sprained MCL to his right knee about a month or so as the, uh, the expected uh, miss time. Dr. Brandon, this looks like your classic uh, just freak accident where he got rolled into uh, along the baseline. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Um, you know, yeah, the poor guy, I think he's uh, going to take the trophy here for most number of times on the jock talk. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like kind of that classic uh, MCL. <clears throat> you know, he's had one of these before. I think it was last year that he had one of these mm-hmm. injuries. And I think it took him maybe six to eight weeks or so to get back. But essentially at this point, as we kind of go back and review anatomically what is an MCL. So MCL stands for medial collateral ligament. That would be that uh, inside leg. You kind of feel that very inside part of your knee. That's where the MCL is. And essentially that MCL is there to resist force of that knee being pushed to the inside. We call it a valgus force. So if you watch the video, you kind of get an idea about what direction that force is going. But what happens is with these, you know, there's different grades, grade one through grade three. Basically, grade one, you have a little bit of a stretch injury, but when you feel this as a physician, you're going to feel that there's really not much in the way of looseness there. It's more just pain. It's got a good end point, as we describe, when you push on it, it stops firm. Um, as you move into a grade two, now you're talking maybe about 25 to 50% of those fibers have some tearing. That's the point when you start to feel a little bit more of that kind of instability, but you basically kind of reach an endpoint where it feels solid. And then you get to a grade three, and there's really not an endpoint there, and that's when you have your really high-grade tears. Uh, what's important about those grades, obviously, it kind of determines you know, whether or not you have to go a surgery route or not, which is pretty rare in an isolated MCL. Uh, but it does have a pretty good predictive factor in terms of when do you get them back. And so as you kind of listen to what they're saying about him, he's probably on that grade one kind of pathway, usually gets you back within two to three weeks. Uh, with the grade two, then it tends to be more like maybe four to six weeks. So he's probably in between one of those two would be my guess. Yeah, Dr. Brandon, last year he missed six weeks after uh, his MCL strain, and this is actually the third time he strained an MCL in his career. Back in 2017, uh, Zaza Pachulia fell into his knee and uh, strained an, uh, an MCL. Did it again last year uh, during January, and again this January one more time. So when you look at three MCL strains in a career, is he lucky that these aren't turning into tears, or is there something special at his MCL that keeps it from tearing completely? Yeah, like, that's a great question. You start to look at these, and I would say – in all the sports medicine stuff I've done, it's rare that you start to have kind of a chronic MCL strainer type. Um, obviously, he's playing just a ton of volume, 
and you, know, you look at his age and the level he's playing at, you're going to probably see that more. Um, and so in his scenario, you know, most of the time these do heal up well. They basically kind of scar back in. It's kind of like him in an ankle sprain. It typically scars back in. Um, you might have a little bit of laxity there. And you know, usually there's not a lot of long-term complications with these unless you start to move into some of those other injuries in the knee that can happen. You think about the the force that it takes to stretch an MCL in the awkward position that it pushes you into. Um, you start to worry about things on the outside of the knee as those two bones kind of crash together on the outside of the knee as that MCL gives way. Now you start talking or you start talking about maybe even injury to the cartilage. Then that kind of puts you in a different category in terms of taking longer to recover each time something like that happens. And so, yeah, for him, he's, he's pretty fortunate that he's not had any of those other things show up, cartilage, meniscus, with, you know, basically three you know, three times of an MCL side. Does this limit his explosiveness? Is this just about pain tolerance, uh, his elevation? I mean, what are some residual effects of, of having these MCL issues when it comes to his game factored in with age? Yeah, um, you know, if he doesn't really have much in the way of residual, we call kind of laxity or looseness there. Um, if these have all been kind of grade one-ish type sprains and he's kind of t- tightened up afterwards, then really this won't impact him much long term. Um, but obviously if he starts to develop some kind of laxity there where, you know, he's at that grade two level and every time you kind of lean on this, he still has some of that laxity present then that can make a difference just in terms of that cutting ability. Also, what we tend to see with these is more, you know, your confidence and ability to cut and move can change because now you feel like there's a little bit of that kind of subtle instability that's there. And as a really high-level athlete, you're going to feel that. Dr. Brandon, you have Durant also uh, with the, the Achilles injury in the past. Is there any, I, I guess, link between your knees maybe not being as sturdy and I know this was a this was a contact injury where they got fallen into but just his lower body in general uh the miles he's put on the level he's played at since he was 18 you look at the MCLs and and the Achilles uh are, are you amazed he's still in the MVP running like he is every year yeah, absolutely, Chris. That's a great point. You know, it really is amazing. You know, and he's probably one of those folks that just kind of has some generalized, we call laxity or looseness in, joint, in his joints in general, which puts him more at risk for these things. Uh, but it really is amazing when you think about the number of times we've talked about him on the show um, and obviously the, the length of career he's had, that he's still doing what he's doing. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'm sure that, you know, if you were to MRI his knees, I'm sure he probably has some, some pretty significant wear going on in his knees with all the trauma he's had but really at this point he's tolerating it well um and so the hard part is yeah predicting what's he look like in another you know three or four years dr brandon whenever you talk about kevin durant making his jump in the league at age 18 and having to adjust quickly to the rigors of a, a long nba season can that affect an 18 year old's body the fact that they have to go up against grown men on a day in day out basis joining the nba at such a young age is that a factor here and why some of these guys you know, have, I want to say, shortened careers because Kevin Durant is not particularly old. He's on the older side of NBA, but, I mean, he's still in his 30s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so that's that's the big thing. In fact, there was a really fascinating article put out, gosh, it's probably been a couple years, that looked at, you know, there was a run there from maybe like 
2017 to 2019 where their rookie classes were missing just tons of you know games that first year. They took a look at you know why was this, what was the deal with that. Um, and they looked at what had really changed in that kind of group of players was kind of this explosion of the AAU and all the travel ball stuff. And as they went back and started researching a lot of these players, so a lot of these athletes that were going into the league at you know high school or that first year of college, they had already played almost you know four, five, six NBA seasons, if you will, in terms of just the amount of basketball they'd already played prior to the NBA. And so the point of that is you take that and see that why these folks are having more injuries, shorter careers it's because they're you know starting so young and playing these long seasons and then you start to couple that with the fact that their body is at the time when they're doing this you know high level volume as a young athlete you couple that with the fact they're still growing maturing that's a lot of wear in your body especially your growth plates that can lead to some you know pretty significant long-term problems or complications if you will Dr. Brandon Seifert with us, Nebraska Orthopedic Center, a jock doc Wednesday in the uh, rundown on Kevin Durant, uh, sprained MCL, could be out uh, about a month or so, that is the word. Dr. Brandon, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, fellas, you guys take care.